to another episode of Inside the Oval presented by Dignity Health. This week, I'm joined by 49ers prep coordinator, Ryan Dillard. Ryan, how are you? I am doing wonderful this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. To start off, what are your responsibilities as 49ers prep coordinator? So as the 49ers prep coordinator, 49ers prep is our youth football department. And so a lot of what we do uh, deals with uh, youth and high school engagement. And so a lot of my responsibilities are revolved around, you know, our in-school activations, which are junior training camps and fun runs. And so normally what we would do is, you know, we would go to those different elementary and middle schools and do those camps. So we would go play with them, uh, promote play 60, which is like playing outside for 60 minutes a day. And, um, that, all that. Another part, we do a lot of stuff with USA football and a lot of stuff as far as um, we do like an annual uh, high school camp, which is our skills camp, and we do a uh, annual three-day camp. So those are mainly my responsibilities, you know, coordinating and um, kind of developing that curriculum and that programming for uh, prep. What goes into creating a curriculum? How long does that take to plan and what goes into that decision-making process? So it's so interesting. It takes like three to four months to really put everything together. And, you know, a lot of my, uh, what I didn't realize was just how how many things you have to do as far as like, you know, reaching out to uh, our stadium ops to make sure the venue is on like on point where we can have it for that day. And, um, you know, getting promo videos done from studios, uh, putting the registration link up, uh, ordering shirts and <laughs> getting food and lunch, um, just all that little stuff, getting coaches on, on boarded so they can get paid and making sure they're good to go for the day. So it's a lot that goes into the process, but it's really cool once it all comes together and to see like an event turn out so well, to see the people show up, to see them have a great time and, you know, learn something new and get better uh, skill set wise. And it's just an awesome day in general. So. Do you guys get to see the same people come back each year and grow, or is it more of a one and done people come to one camp and have a great time, but then it's a new rotation of people? I feel like, you know, a lot of kids, they like to come back, they have a great experience and they enjoy it. And, you know, that's one of the things they look forward to um, during the summer. So, for example, three day camp, we had a kid um, named Ryan, and he will come to the camp every year, and it's been cool to kind of see his journey because he started out as a camper, and then um, now he's actually a coach for a three-day camp. So it's been cool to see how he's, you know, been so supportive of our programming and how it's impacted his life. Now he's continued to come back each and each and every year. How exciting is it for participants to have? the location of the camp be in Levi's? I think it's an awesome experience. I think that's one of the things that is one of the main like uh, attract attractions for the camp in general. You know, um, as a kid, you always, and, and being like 49ers, being a favorite team, you always want to be able to touch the field, being able to play on the field that the 49ers play on. And so for you to get that access through our three-day camp or our skills camp, you know, it's awesome. Like they would take that any day. And then like the fact that, you know, uh, who knows who will stop by, you know, sometimes we have players stop by and uh, sign autographs or take photos. So I think it's just a fun experience for them in general. And I think it's something that's motivating for them. 
Do you have a favorite guest coach that's come to a camp or an in-school program? Ooh, I would probably say Ian Williams. Ian has is awesome, and he's been so supportive of our projects and, and all the different camps that we do. And, you know, he's come out to several different ones for our in-school programming, for our skills camp, and uh, he's just been awesome and fun to work with. The kids love him, and he always just brings great energy every time he's out there. Did you always want to work in sports, or when did you know that was your preferred career path? So I think so in college, um, when I would do some like internships and do different things, I was thinking about like, you know, what can I see myself really doing, um, you know, once I get older? And that said, I always knew I wanted to play. uh, I always knew I wanted to uh, work in the sports industry and whether that was during or after my playing career. And so I did like a marketing internship with uh, USC Athletics I did worked in ticket sales for them one summer, and I also worked in financial aid, and um, I did a lot of community service projects at SC in general. And so, you know, having doing those experiences allowed me to see, you know, what can I really see myself doing? And you know, it was being in the sports industry, being around the game, um, you know, working with the community and and being around kids. So I think that's kind of what led me to you know looking for roles that you know in a sense have exactly what 49ers prep has and you know, the kind of the rest is history. So you breezed over it a little bit at USC. You were a student athlete. You played football for most people getting through college is hard enough doing your academics, being a student athlete and also interning adds so many layers to that and, uh, and time commitment. How did that prepare you for post-college career? I think the student-athlete life was definitely something that helped me out so much till this day because, you know, when it keeps a chip on your shoulder, you you really, it's a, it's a grounding mentality. And so um, my days at USC, you know, were literally, there was a 6 to 10, um, 6 to 10, 11 period that it was blocked off in the morning. So that four to five hours in the morning, you know, that had your meetings, your practice, your workouts, um, you know, if you had to go to therapy, if you were injured. So like there were a lot of things that you had to get done within that four to five hour period. And then after that, you have your classwork and you're you're going straight to class from there. And then also like on top of that, you have, you know, more meetings in the afternoon as well as getting your homework done or projects done that you need to do for the next day or for the week. So I realized for me that the best thing that I could do was really lock in really say, you know what, Ryan, I need to get this work done. So I'm going to stay in the study hall and get it done. And I'm not going to leave until I finish. And so that was one thing that helped me out until this day, because, you know, even though it was, you know, there were days that I was super tired and just exhausted and worn out and drained, it allowed me to realize, oh, I can do this. And I think that helped me for days working with the 49ers because I'm used to that grind now. I'm used to waking up early, getting my workout in, coming to the facility at around like seven to, to do Empower and then, you know, starting my work day. And then sometimes if it's staying later, maybe till like seven or eight, I'm used to that. Like I've been doing that since uh, being a student athlete at SC. And so that doesn't phase me as much as if you may not have had that kind of like lifestyle back in college. So that's been, it's been super helpful for me. 
how did you decide on USC? So it's actually funny. Um, I was looking at Harvard, Yale, and um, Illinois and Air Force. And those were like uh, my top like four schools that I was like really interested in. And I think on the same weekend, I was supposed to go up to Yale actually on a visit. And I really was like, you know what, where do I want to go? And uh, USC has literally been a dream school of mine growing up, you know, wanting to uh, live out in California, watching Reggie Bush uh, while he was there. And like he, him being a, you know, inspiration to me. And so I said, you know what, I want to go to USC. And so my dad made a call to Coach O, who was there at the time. And um, he sent my highlight tape to him and Coach O checked it out and was like, yeah, we want this kid. And so my dad was like, hey, do you want to fly out there? I was like, you know what, why not? So we flew out there that weekend and we went on campus and we were able to find Coach O. And so I met him, introduced myself. He was like, this is the first time this has ever happened where a kid that I just talked to on the phone yesterday, you know, I meet him the next day and he like flew all the way out here. Like that had never happened. And I think it really showed how much I wanted to be there. And so what he did was he called up um, the head coach at the time, which was Lane Kiffin. And he called up the defensive coordinator, which was Monty Kiffin, his dad. And so they took me on a, you know, tour of the whole campus. I got to see the Coliseum and everything. And from there, they said, like, we're going to open up the Common App for you to submit your application. And one thing I always preach to kids whenever I tell them the story is that, you know, if I didn't have the grades, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. But since I was on top of my grades and um, have been grinding on that and kept that as, you know, one of my my main priorities and focus, I was able to, you know, make the best of that situation because they opened it back up for me. I had the grades and they were able to get me in school. So that's one thing I always tell, tell kids, get those grades because they're so important to, you know, they allow you to do whatever you want to do. As long as I've known you, you have been regimented in your routine. It's enviable. And clearly that goes back to USC and having that routine set in place. With work from home, how has that changed your routine or what was that transition like? So I think it's so interesting because a lot of work from home in general, it's honestly nice because I can wake up and literally get right to my desk to start working. But I think one of the things that I've had to learn is staying disciplined with, you know, little things. So, for example, I will wake up um, around like seven ish or so. And I'll meditate, pray, I do my daily devotional, I read for like 20 minutes and get a workout in. And so I've been trying to build on that. You know, sometimes it's not always the best. Sometimes like I might have to, you know, I wake up late, do the workout later or do my reading later. But for the most part, I've tried to stay pretty disciplined with that routine because it, it's definitely like it's easy to kind of, um, you know, slack because you're at home. And I think that's that's what happens but at the same time like you you focus on just having that routine and doing it day in and day out and getting your work done and it all comes together so but you know as far as changing of the routine i think like it's one of those things where i think the west coast starts a little bit earlier so i'm working a little bit later in the day to make sure that everything gets done on the west coast you know because you are on the east coast and we like the 49ers are on the west coast how have you found working 
through the time difference in terms of when you get a start, most of your coworkers are still asleep. What I'll try and do is, you know, do my routine in the morning. And then I try to start around the time that my coworkers would start where it align with, you know, what they're doing uh, during the day and like meetings and everything. And so sometimes I find myself working a little bit later in the day, but that's okay because you just, you get it done. You got to do what you got to do. But, you know, I think it has all worked out and yeah, it's just, it's been a nice routine. I've kind of figured out what works best in, in a sense. And, you know, there will be some times where we'll do an event that's late and, you know, it could be six or seven. So that might be nine or 10 my time, but you do what you do. Like it's the sports industry. I am so passionate about, you know, what we do. And I think that's just, it's a blessing to still be in this uh, role right now, especially with everything going on in the world. So I think one thing about the sports industry is you have to be willing to do anything. And I think that's so important um, just in everything that you do as far as like the job market. So, Absolutely. I think in every job listing I've seen in sports, it's always, there's always a bullet point that's uh, flexible to work weekends, holidays, and um, like daytime hours. And there's always the bullet point that other duties as assigned, which is so (laughs) ominous when you look back at it. Have you had anything where you've been like, I didn't think I would be doing this in my role? So we actually, that takes me back to a time. So I think back a couple of years ago, we were doing a fitness zone and uh, we were doing it for the Boys and Girls Club in East Palo Alto. And we had to build a shed. <laughs> so for these like <laughs> days, we were um, like our prep team was coming together, trying to build a shed from the like the ground up. And, you know, luckily it all came together. But <laughs> you, you think about it like you're in the sports industry. I never thought I would be building a shed. <laughs> like, so it was kind of cool that to see all that hard work come together in two to three days and then to see, you know, the reaction from the kids once they saw it. So. Well, so shed, but also you were part of the 49ers community day where you helped build homes for Habitat for Humanity. So multiple building projects under your wing. Yes, multiple. And I think that's so fun. That's always a fun day in general because of, you know, how everyone comes together to support the cause. And, you know, I think that's what I love about, like, everybody shows up, they're willing to do whatever. and you know, they they come in with a positive attitude. And I think just the people in general are just awesome to be around. So I'm glad we were able to do that. That was such a fun experience and uh, us being able to work together as a team and, and really have that camaraderie as a uh, organization. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to has said one of their favorite things about working for the organization is the organization has a priority to give back. And whether that's through community days or employee resource groups or just kind of reaching out to the community through CR, it is always like a touch point people bring up. Definitely. I think it's so important. You know, the community in general is, you know, one of my biggest passions. So it's cool to see how our organization aligns with the community so much. And I think what's been cool is to see like through my job, I've been able to you know, not all kids will have the experience of going to a Levi's Stadium to watch a game or meet players or whatever it may be. 
but they can always say that we came to their school and they got a shirt from the 49ers and, you know, sometimes our mascot comes so they were able to meet Sourdough Sam or something of that nature. But it's cool that we can have give them some tie to the organization and give them uh, an experience that they'll always remember. We skip forward and I want to go back again. <laughs> After you graduate, how did you get to the 49ers? So it's interesting. So once I graduated, I was done at USC in December of 15 and I came back home to start training for my pro day. And uh, once I went through that whole process of training and everything, I, you know, had a couple workouts with different teams. And once I didn't get that call back, I started to really kind of think about what do, what can I see myself doing? And a lot of it, I thought about working in the marketing department at USC, working for ticket sales, working in financial aid, but also doing a lot of community service projects while I was at SC. And so that was one of the things that I was super passionate about, you know, being able to work with kids, take them on tours of the campus and, and show them what kind of like a student athlete life is. And I also helped out with my dad because he does camps. He does camps for NFL players and he was a coach, uh, a football coach um, at the high school level. And so I was able to be around him for so long that I said, you know what, I can see myself doing this. Like I've you know, been around him for so long. I've seen how he does the camps and how he sets it up and how he's able to take ownership and, and lead the kids and, and, you know, be super energized. And, and that feeds into just kind of like their day. But anyways, I was able to see that. And I said, you know what, I could see myself doing something in the community. And so what I did was I started looking for jobs on teamworkonline.com. And I would check that that every day just to see what, what was going on. And um, I went to a couple of job fairs and I actually ended up going to one in Atlanta while I was back home. And I, I met some people and I stayed in contact with them. And uh, opportunity presented itself with the Atlanta um, uh, fan interaction team. And so what we would do was I would help out with them on game days. It was something that I was able to get some experience in. I was able to see like, you know what? I like this. I can really see myself doing this and um, also like build some identity capital and, and something to add to my resume. And so I did that for a season. And then the the 49ers internship appeared on Teamwork Online, I think in like, I want to say around like February or so, maybe even early in March. And I applied for that. I was looking through the the actual job requirements and I was like this <laughs> this role literally matches everything I want to do you know as far as getting out of the community leading camps and you know just being on top of all of that and so I was like you know what this is what I want right here and so I put my everything into that interview and just preparing for it and and uh, I went through about two to three rounds um, I had a I think one or two phone calls um, and then I had a zoom interview in front of the department. And from there, they brought me on. I started in April where I interned for a year. And then after that year, they brought me on full-time. So this, uh, I've been full-time since 2018. And um, I think I will be going in my fifth season, going into my fifth season this, this year. So it's been crazy how time flies. No, it's, it's always crazy because for me, you are one of those people who fit perfectly in the department you work in. Just the fact that you get to coach football and work in the community still, but also for a sports team. It just, I always was curious if you knew that 49ers prep was a thing or it just kind of came up in the job search. So it's so interesting because it was youth, it was youth 
football when I actually applied for it. It was, you know, we were um, youth football and then we transitioned over to prep. And, you know, a lot of what prep stands for is, you know, being prepared for any situation, you know, focusing and, and working hard towards your goal and staying ready so you don't have to get ready in a sense. My coach used to always say that. And we kind of emphasize that with kids and, and just working hard and be ready for to seize the moment and the opportunity when it presents itself. And so it's kind of cool to see how it's all tied together with being able to do camps and stuff and being able to do what I've seen my dad do and kind of like watch him through his career and his his journey as far as like doing camps and working with different kids and having an impact on their lives. And now I'm able to do the same thing. And so I'm like, I'm able to do camps. I'm able to have a big impact on them. And I think what's I love just seeing them smile and, and it's motivation for me when they say this was their favorite day ever or like I'm their favorite coach or something of that. <laughs> so it's been it's been a really cool process and, and journey throughout it all. For stay ready, I think that also and prep in general, being prepared, it also in my head means pivoting and reacting to the times and to the circumstances. This year has been clearly unique and prep wasn't able to have in-person camps. How did your job change to still be able to provide content for the community, but not being able to do it in person? Well, it's it's definitely been interesting. I think the whole transition phase was, it was super cool to see how our team adapted in general. And so when we were first kind of going through and realizing that we were going to have to work from home, we were like, hmm, what can we do? And so we took it among ourselves to really just be able to film content. Like, you know, how can we, you know, make it so that kids can stay active and healthy at home? So one of the things we did was we first started with a uh, flag football training camp. So Nizam, our flag football manager, he puts that together and we were able to send it out to boys and girls clubs and YMCAs. And I would literally be in my backyard filming content and doing that. So we would teach them about the fundamentals and techniques of all positions from like how to throw as a quarterback or, you know, how to catch as a wide receiver. And so you'll be able to follow these videos day in and day out. And we had four weeks of this, um, you know, content that kids could just readily watch and have it on demand. Another thing, you know, we went to was our virtual fitness program. And so that kind of takes replace of our in-school activations. So usually, of course, we would go to like elementary and middle schools and be in person and they would be able to have that experience. But since we were not able to do that at the moment, we decided to just go down a list of, you know, exercises that kids can do and uh, which align with like the California uh, fitness standards. And so I'll show kids how to do a push-up, how to do a squat, how to um, do a uh, dibs or lunges, like all those exercises, you know, it, that we can show them just how to like to do the fundamentals and the right technique. And then we have a fitness log that the kids can kind of track how they feel each day, what exercises they did. So it's really been cool that we've been able to put all this content together on our website and, you know, for kids and, and teachers and parents to be able to use it as a resource. Yeah, and just to quickly cut in, anyone who's interested, go to 49ers.com slash 49ers prep, and it has virtual fitness, it has the workout series, it has content in Spanish, 
So it's a huge resource and it's incredible how much content I've seen you guys put out this year. Yes, it's been amazing to see how it's all come together. And, you know, that all just goes to just how determined we were to hopefully, you know, make a difference in these kids' lives and uh, being able to provide a resource. So they've really enjoyed it. Another thing that's been cool is we've been able to do virtual, like, actual, like, live events. And so we will do uh, these, like, live workouts, and we'll have Sourdough Sam, like, come on there, and we'll do the workout together with the kids you're just watching. And so it's cool. We'll do a workout, and then we'll usually do a dance party, and the kids have a blast. So This year has been interesting. We all know this. You have gone to more video format. You've done a lot of on-camera workouts. Beyond how your job has changed, have you picked up any new skills? Definitely. I, you know, iMovie has been my best friend throughout this process because, you know, I've literally just learned how to just the whole process of filming to editing is has been the key for just getting this content online. And so uh, I'll have my tripod outside and have like the iPhone uh, on there and film the content. And then I'll go back inside, edit it, make sure it's good to go, make sure like our logo's in there and all those different things. And then I'll send it over and, you know, have y'all put it online. And it's been so cool to see how it's like all come together. And uh, so editing for sure. (laughs) Editing has been a big piece. (laughs) Behind the scenes, when you're doing a, this is a push-up video, let's say, and it's a 30-second video, but how many times do you have to do the exercise before you're happy with your form and the way that the camera was positioned? Or have you gotten it down to a one-take, you're out? Ooh, for me, it will probably never be one-take. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I, right, you know what? I've done this too much and now it's being unproductive. But um, I think... It usually, like, legit when I was first starting, like, it would take, like, 10, like, like 10 tries or, like, to really, like, get these different angles because I like to do at least two to three angles per one. So I'll do a one from the front, like, that's, like, right in front of me, one that's from the side, and then one that is a different angle. So that can be kind of like a corner angle. And so where, like, kids can be able to see just, like, the the positioning of, you know, how my body is laid out, where I'm doing the push-up, or if it's for ladders to see, like, how my foot placement is, or different things of that nature. So um, I like to get those angles, and I like to make sure I get the the kind of like the introduction of um, saying, like, my name and what the drill is and what we're going to be learning today. So, yeah, it definitely takes some time, <laughs> for sure. What is your process for creating these content? How do you decide which exercises you're going to do on the next drop? and then decide if you're going to film them inside or outside and then editing, cutting, sending them off. So I know for um, for like a lot of the football content I would do outside just because you need like a little bit more area and space for it to be able to do like the different ladder drills or be able to do um, the like position related uh, drills. But for uh, the like main like body uh, fundamental like exercises, I would do those in my living room or do those in my room just just to give kids an idea like you don't have to have a ton of space to be able to do these exercises. And um, I think to for them to just be able to adapt and, and see like, oh, he's doing it in his living room. I can do it too. And so 
it has been um, cool to see that and being able to put it together has been uh, good. A lot of the process, so like I'll do those takes and then I will write out a script of what I want to say and kind of like the key points that I want to touch on for that uh, exercise. And then I'll basically do a voiceover to uh, put that over while I'm doing the drill. So I'll never be talking or teaching as I'm like actually doing the push-up or squat or anything. I'll always do a voiceover to put over it. And did you know how to do any of this before 2020 or was it a learn-as-you-go kind of experience? Um, Kind of a learn-as-I-go experience. Um, I did like some videos when I was back at USC and that was just me playing around and kind of like uh, messing around with like a little like app or whatever. But I think once I really kind of tapped into iMovie, my creativity started to broaden. And I was like, you know what? I could do this to make it better. Or like you start to look for little things about transitions and how it looks from a viewer standpoint. I'm like, wow. Like I'm, it's, it's been really cool to see how my videos have come together from, you know, when I first started back during, like at the first of the pandemic to now how they look and just the quality looks totally different. The transitions flow smoother and uh, just the angles and uh, the presentation looks better because at first I was like a little nervous, like to be on the camera so much. And then you get comfortable once you, you kind of settle in once you're like in front of the camera so much. So you kind of find that like on camera personality. Light at the end of the tunnel. People are getting vaccinated. We are going to go back to in-person events. Is this something that you would like to keep doing, being on camera, doing video workouts? Or are you ready to go back to 100% in person? To be honest, like I could, I like having both because I think it provides resources because, you know, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for us to really get back to in-person and, and normal. And so I think the kind of like the placement and the um, logistics of our camps are going to look totally different once we do. We'll probably, you know, be more social distance and uh, we'll probably do, you know, maybe half to 60 percent capacity. We still haven't figured it out yet, but, you know, I want to continue to be able to do have that as a resource. Uh, but I do, I do miss the in-person. Nothing beats in-person and having that experience for those kids, being able to give them a shirt, being able to encourage them and, you know, being able to just have fun with them in general. So I do miss it and I'm excited when we'll finally be able to get back to that point. Is there something once camps are back in person, is there something you're looking forward to mo- most or you'll know, like, I'm back when like you step onto the field or you have the first kid call you Coach Ryan. Have you thought about that moment? I have not, to be honest with you, but I think it's going to be feel really good, just like the smell of the grass, like looking around and seeing all the the stations set up. And then I think what's going to hit me the most is like when the kids come out and they're like super excited and pumped up to, to just be at the camp and I'm like, you know what, like, uh, it, it's it's definitely going to hit me probably in that moment. And then when I start to talk and, like, I'm going to be so just hyped up to just to just give them that energy. And, like, yeah, so it, it's going to hit me for sure when I start talking and uh, getting them hyped up for the camp. You said stations. What are your typical, like, what are your go-to stations? What does camp look like with Coach Ryan? So for our camps, we will do usually a QB station where the kids will, um, we have a throwing net where the kids 
actually put them in two lines and have the kids go against each other. And, you know, if they get it in the net, that's a point for the team. And so <laughs> whoever wins by the time that it's over, like they they win the other team, the second place team has to do push-ups. <laughs> so that's a fun one for them. Uh, we also do a running back relay station where kids uh, will put them in two lines again and we'll set up a running back obstacle course where they will go through the ladders, they will go over the step overs and then around the weeble wobbles or like the, the, the dummies that we have set up and then they'll run back, hand it to the next person and whichever team finishes they win, whoever comes in second has push-ups. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun, we, we like to bring that competitive side out for them. Are punishments anything other than push-ups or are all the punishments push-ups? <laughs> so it could be, honestly, because some kids don't like to do push-ups. That'd be me. <laughs> so if that's the case, we could always do sit-ups, we could do squats, um, <laughs> burpees, like oh, there are a ton of different exercises we can have, but Great. Yeah, we, we let the kids decide or we let the teachers decide, so all different ones. <laughs> Sorry, continue. After running back relay, you have... So we have wide receiver usually after that one. And so we'll um, work with the kids on different routes. And we do usually, usually do like three different routes. We'll do like a, um, like a, a hitch or like a curl, an in route, and a deep route, which is everybody's favorite route because kids love to go deep. They love to score touchdowns. So um, that just excites them so much more than just a short route. <laughs> um, but from there, we will usually do a tackling station. And this is usually the favorite station of them all because we have a dummy, a tackling dummy, and we call him Mr. G. And um, so the kids get to tackle Mr. G. And they're like super pumped about it. And I always have to tell the kids like, all right, we have to make sure we just tackle him because they just want to beat up Mr. G. And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> They want to, like, punch him or kick him. Like, no, that's going to get you a flag or a penalty in football. But we have to be still respectful of Mr. G. So it's been, it's funny to see that. I guess when kids come into, like, a three-day camp or any camp, U.S. skills camp you guys put on, do they know, like, I, I already play quarterback or I like offense, I like defense, or is it kind of a we're all going to do everything? So it's mainly, well, depending on how much, you know, exposure they have to football, you know, some kids, they know that they love offense more because they like to score touchdowns or they like to be the quarterback because they get to throw the ball or they like to be a wide receiver because they can catch, you know, some people love defense. And um, I feel like a lot of kids at like early age, they want to be on the offense. They want to be, uh, they want to score the touchdowns and everything. But, um, you know, some kids may not have the exposure to football. So, uh, in their case, you know, we're trying we're trying out a little bit of everything to expose them to the game and teach them the different fundamentals and, and allowing them to see, you know, what the position entails and kind of um, just, you know, allow them to learn. So it's cool to see we have kids of all different, uh, you know, skill ranges and, and all different exposures to football. So you have multiple different types of camps throughout the year. Are they based on age or anything like that? So the camps mainly, so for in-school activations, we'll usually, you know, work with elementary all the way up to middle school. And then for a three-day camp, we will say usually seven to um, seven to 12 uh, 
12 year olds for that age range and then for our skills camp we'll do rising we'll do yeah rising eighth grade to rising seniors and so that kind of like um we kind of have a programming and curriculum for you know every age range in a sense and another thing that we do for our high schoolers is we have a um what we call our mentorship academy and so we invite schools uh in their they're, they pick like three to four captains that are on the football team and their coaches bring them to the stadium and they're able to kind of get an inside look at, you know, what what kind of like do some team building exercises and learn about that, the aspects of the game. And yeah, just be, be able to do that, do that and just continue to grow. I want to finish with a lightning round. I don't feel like these tend to go quickly, so please don't feel like you need to answer them in one word. But I, it's always fun just to get like a quick a quick um, round of questions out. For sure, let's do it. Uh, do you have a favorite project you've worked on? Ooh, I would probably say I think the virtual fitness program has been awesome because you know it's something that we put together from the ground up as far as you know putting together these different exercises and drills for kids to do and then another resource uh, on that is our brain breaks and so that idea came from um you know just kind of brainstorming and we were like you know what can be something that's engaging for kids and uh the brain breaks have been cool because it gives them we'll show two we'll, we'll give a scenario it's like a this or that scenario and so we'll say it could be like red or gold. So you pick your favorite color. And if it's red, uh, then you would have like push-ups. If it's gold, you would have squats. And so the kids are able to choose what they want to uh, choose their favorite out of that scenario. And then we have a timer where uh, it goes for 15 seconds where they'll do those push-ups or their uh, squats for those 15 seconds. So that's been a cool one that kids have loved. And we've actually done live workouts based off the, the this or that format. So the kids absolutely love it. So it's been cool to see how that came from just literally an idea to now we're doing, you know, we have this all this type of content created around this, uh, this program. Do you have a favorite football position? I would say I'm a little biased because I played cornerback um, in college and, you know, in high school. So cornerback is definitely my favorite. But what's up there is uh, running back because running back was my first love. I started playing running back in second grade when I first played football. And so it was nothing like scoring my first touchdown or, you know, having the ball in my hand and just being able to juke out defenders or, um, <laughs> you know, like all comes together. So I love love running back as well. Holds a special place in my heart. When you're designing curriculums for specific position drills, is it easier to come up with corner or running back drills than it would be for, let's say, like a quarterback or a de- defensive lineman? Or at this point, have you kind of got all of them down? So I would say definitely a little bit easier with positions that you're more um, familiar with. But, you know, being around all these different camps and being around the game so much, you kind of start to you you always kind of like look over and see like what other drills are being done for, you know, different positions. And so 
I've kind of had ideas. You have ideas in the back of your head and you kind of take notes on those things that you could do for kids to, you know, work on those fundamentals. And so it all comes like organically. You may think of stuff off the top of your head too, but it's been cool that I've been around the game so much and been around, you know, different practices so much that you pull drills from all over and just put it together. Do you have a favorite thing about working for the 49ers? Ooh, I would say the people in general, because I think our organization is, you know, so just everybody's so nice and positive. And I love that, you know, we're all on board as a team. Everybody, you know, speaks to each other and says hi, like in passing, like when we're in the halls and stuff. So I love that kind of atmosphere that, you know, because when you're around people in a friendly environment, it motivates you to go above and beyond. And so I love that we spend more of our day at work than, you know, sometimes at home. And so you want to be around those people uh, that that make the job fun. And so that's why I love my group, like our, our prep squad. Like we know how to have fun and, and enjoy it because that's what it's about. Like you want to love what you do and be passionate about it. So if you have like-minded people that are around you that enjoy what they do as well, that's inspiring to me on a day in and day out basis. And um, I think we know how to have fun, but we also know when it's time to get down to business and, and get the job done and we can do it while having fun. Speaking of something that was incredibly fun uh, and following the 2019 season, early 2020, we all got to go to Miami for the Super Bowl. Do you have a favorite Miami memory? Ooh, I would say, hmm, honestly, just the whole trip in general was, you know, something that will be a special place in my heart because, you know, one of just how the organization was able to get us tickets to the game as well as, you know, get us a flight down there and put us up in a hotel. Like that is so first class for, you know, what they they did for the whole organization. And I think just in general, being down there, you know, I love just the scenery, the the food, and it's it's beautiful down there. And so I would say all of it all together, the game was awesome. Uh, besides the the end result, <laughs> like just being being able to experience a Super Bowl was was cool in general. And I think the after party was awesome as well, even though it wasn't. You know, we weren't able to celebrate in the way that we wanted to, but it was a very cool experience. So. For people who want to work in sports or who are listening to this and want your job, do you have a, like a number one piece of advice for them? I would say, you know, right now is a great time. If you know that you want to be in the sports industry, it's a great time to build what we call like identity capital. And that is doing things that are, you know, related to what you want to do in the industry. So that's finding internship or finding ways to um, volunteer for um, something that like is revolved, like being able to just learn about it in general. So I think a lot of what I did at USC was identity capital towards, you know, being able to figure out what I wanted to do. And so like, you know, working in the marketing department or working in, in ticket sales and, you know, doing community related events with our community service projects for like as a student athlete for SC, like it allowed me to see like what I really wanted to do. And so I would say continue to do those and make sure you're networking, following up with people. It's so important. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you follow up with people and um, 
you're constantly like checking in on them and not because you want something, but because you genuinely care. Um, A lot of times that could turn into a potential, you know, consensual potential um, just opportunity because when you're on someone's mind and an opportunity presents itself, they'll be like, oh, so-and-so, you know, had reached out and um, told me, you know, uh, they were interested. So let me see if uh, uh, he or she is available to, you know, to apply for it or, or, uh, whatever it may be. So I think just continuing the network with people is so important. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was this was a lot of fun and I, I appreciate you coming on. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. And, you know, I'm glad that uh, we were able to just talk through everything and, and just kind of catch up during uh, just the quarantine days. 